0: Rooster and the Devil Podcast. Rooster and the Devil Podcast. Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League Soccer. With hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Carn, and Mike Steenstra. Hello children, how are you this evening? We have a special guest, Matt Newhausen, who is going to talk all about the Southampton Saints. Matt is a contributor for At Talk Saints on Twitter. He has a piece out there about a trip he did to Southampton that I would highly recommend. Uh, we've tweeted it out, at Rooster Devil. if you want to read that. But if you don't, you're lucky because he's about to be all up in your ear holes talking about Southampton. It uh, comes on about 30 to 40 seconds in, but here it is. Hey, Rooster and the Devil coming at you live on a Sunday night, which is very unusual. Guys, how was your weekend? Uh, mine was very nice.
1: Uh, I got to see my brother in from Milwaukee, so always good to see him.
2: Solid weekend, a lot of yard work. Yard work. A lot of yard a lot work. Of a lot of fair amount of bonsai, but a lot of weeding. I only weed like a couple times a year, and I just nuked everything. So weeding it's really is really a pain in the ass. I usually it's have, the worst.
0: I put headphones on and listen to a podcast, which you can also do if you subscribe to Rooster and the Devil. Uh, Indeed, couple, as you should. A couple of transfer happenings here as we slide away from the silly season and in, in, into some real business, which is uh, very nice. What's going on? Not <laughs> a lot. Uh, Not a lot. I mean, a, lot yeah. a lot of rumor. Arsenal. What happened to Arsenal here? It's,
1: yeah, it's still a rumor. Is that yeah. still
0: rumors too with Arsenal?
1: I think, yeah. They, oh, they got the kid from Real Madrid mm. on loan. That's real? That's, that's real. And then yeah, Pepe
2: is like, seems like tier two, if yeah. you were to rate it. Like, it looks like it's pretty close, but who the frick knows? Oh, with so like Celso? yeah.
0: And who else? We're being linked to a few names still. Dybala. Dabala. I don't even want to talk about it because it's not real. Yeah. But yeah, yeah we're that's linked a to of, him. That's a tier no. five rumor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that one. That, that, like they. I mean. I, I mean, who at this point hasn't Dybala been linked to? You know, with all of, uh, you know, Juventus is looking to offload some some players. But I mean, I've se- I've seen them like supposedly wanting to offload um, uh, him and um, the kid they have, uh, Keen. Um, he's only like 18 um, I saw him linked to Everton for Like 36 million Which seems like a steal I think that kid's gonna be a star And then obviously They're trying to sell uh, Higuain Still So I mean like So I, I, at some point Someone's gotta play forward Outside of 35 year old Cristiano Ronaldo um, But I guess we'll see Alright Matt We got you.
0: Perfect Beautiful yeah. Alright Let's uh, Let's Let's get right to it then All right, so can you tell us about your background in soccer and how you eventually became a
3: fan of Southampton? Sure, absolutely. Um, So, soccer has always been a game that I've been interested in. You know, started off playing, you know, as a younger kid. Um, Didn't really get into it as a fan until like 2012. And that all kind of started with following the uh, U.S. men's national team Um, and then also playing FIFA. So just getting familiar with names and teams. Um, it was through FIFA 13 that I got introduced to uh, Southampton. Um, liked using a lot of their guys um, like Luke Shaw, uh, James Ward-Prowse mm, in particular. Luke Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> he grew like uh. from like a 68 uh. to like an 83 <laughs> within like two <laughs> seasons. Um, so that, that was really cool. And they had a lot of young uh, English talent on their team. Um, Ricky Lambert was fun to play with In FIFA Um, Jay Rodriguez um, And it was around That same time When FIFA 13 was out that NBC Required the rights to broadcast All of the Premier League games So I was like oh I'll check them out And you know their actual Games see how they play And that was when uh, they were under uh, Pochettino And um, (laughs) Yes and uh it was just it was cool seeing this Jesus. team who i didn't really know too much about of course i knew about like manchester united arsenal but it was cool seeing this team kind of hold their own against a lot of those bigger names and uh my interest kind of just grew from there after pochettino uh ronald Coleman came in and Coleman i felt was a great manager to bring in and um brought some great players with him and uh, it's just been a love affair ever since how do you feel about the current manager? Um, I know you guys had just recently made a switch. Very, very positive. Um, you know, going back to last season, if you look at the start of the year, we were with Mark Hughes, and we really didn't have a direction. Uh, I mean, ob- obviously, he helped the team stay in the Premier League at the end of the 2017-18 uh, season, Um so, I mean, that was obviously, a, a, you know, a plus. But after that, there wasn't much vision. Um, and you, we really got all out of the gates slow under Hughes because I guess there wasn't a plan in place. Finally got the sack, and then um, the board went out and got Ralph Hasenhutl in December, and it's just been a complete 360. Um, I, I think he's done a tremendous job. He, he looks like he's invested in all parts of the club from, like, the youth levels to the senior team. He's really looking to reinstill that Southampton way where you're offering young players a path to the first team if they play well. And I think that whole culture that he's brought into this has really benefited the team, and I'm definitely looking forward to the upcoming season under him.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about um, last season? Or Jimmy, do you have a question? No, no, not Go, go ahead. Yeah, last season.
1: Yeah,
3: so like I said, I mean, I like to think that our season really started when noodle came in, because if you look at our our point um, gain from from the time he took over, very positive.
0: Yeah, and you guys had a lot of big wins at the end of the season. I remember you kind of being in relegation zone, and then all of a sudden, you guys strung off a couple wins. One against Tottenham, played Man United tough.
3: For sure, yeah, we had some great performances against top teams. I think one of the first ones was the Arsenal game, um, at home. Uh, I believe we won that game three to two, Ooh, and good. yeah, <laughs> and that was just um the first time in the season that we really saw Southampton become this um aggressive team on the front foot with their attackers. Like Danny Yang's had two early headers to put the team up, and then. Um, I think we conceded two, and then finally Charlie Austin came through late in the game and sealed it with a, with another headed goal, um, and we beat Arsenal 3-2. And um, you really just saw everything in the team change. Um, with the way, you know, Hasenhutl plays, he likes a very attack-minded team, high press, um, very active in the opponent's uh, half of the pitch, and that, that's just something we, we hadn't seen previously under Hughes or uh, Pellegrino before him.
0: Do you have any favorite
3: players from last year or you know
0: that have been on the team for a little while that are kind of under the radar that people should watch out for?
3: Yeah, definitely. Oh, our player of the season was Nathan Redmond last year, and um, I, I really do enjoy Redmond's style right now because he's really fitting into that um, system that Hausenhudel wants to implement You know, very attack-minded has a lot of pace um so I mean he was really great for us but uh in particular I really enjoyed uh James Ward Prowse last season um and with with Ward Prowse you know he's a guy that's been with the club since he was nine so he's really come up through all of the ranks um very uh exhibitive of the uh, Southampton way which is you know going directly from the academy to the first team Um, prior to this season I think he had struggled a little bit to hold down a starting role but um, when Haas Needle took over as manager he had a conversation with Ward Prowse about wanting him to be more aggressive and then immediately after he saw a complete change in his game Um, he wanted to be involved in every part of the play on the pitch Um, was eager to score goals so you really saw him as a player change a lot and and for the better so I mean talking about uh
1: Ward Prowse like that uh that free kick goal he had against Man United um in the second half of last season that was you know fantastic I think he's he's always been a set piece master but he, you're right he really expanded his game last year um but I mean when you're talking about Southampton you know you look across the, the league and seeing uh, you can see all the good players that you know um, have come up through Southampton and, and moved on um, and done great things. What's, I mean, outside of Ward-Prowse, like, um, what's, like, the next, you know, couple guys that, that people should look for, um, you know, young guys that they should look for when they watch
3: Southampton this season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the great thing is if you now watch this team going forward, I think you're going to see a lot of younger names, people you don't really know um, come into the first team. Um, last season we had that with Jan Valery and he had also scored in that uh united game i think he scored the first goal um but he's he's a right back for us he had took taken over primarily as the uh starting right back when we loaned out cedric Suarez to um enter milan but i think he's like 20 years old he he came into the team and just really um played very well for his young age um i could i definitely think he could transition into being a full uh to a wingback role where he could, you know, play more of an attacking role, but also play as a defender. Um, But he's going to be definitely a name to watch out for. And then also, I think, Michael uh, Obafemi. And with Obafemi, he uh, scored in our away game against Huddersfield, but then he had an injury, kept him sidelined for the rest of the season. But just another really aggressive, attack-minded forward, uh, very eager
2: to want to get involved in play and uh, try to score goals so when you're looking at next year you know you've seen Southampton finish in the single digits a couple of times since I've started watching uh, I think a a seventh and maybe an eighth as well you know full preseason for the manager full 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 season for the manager what are your expectations are you shooting to to dip into that top six as as a high watermark uh how do you feel overall overall about the squad heading into the year realistically oh absolutely i mean it's been very bene- beneficial to have had um
3: a full pre- pre-season under hausenhutl and for him to really get that system implemented into the squad um so i'm very optimistic uh obviously the target is to try to climb our way back up through the table um Looking back at our 2015-16 years, I mean, those were back-to-back years that we qualified for the Europa League. So clearly that's obviously that, the high point, um, I think, for the squad. I think if anything, if we were to get to that, that would be a very, very satisfying result. Um, but I think just getting back into the top 10 would really put the team in a good place going forward. Um, to not be in a relegation battle would also be ideal. You know, that's been the circumstance of the last two seasons. So
0: It makes it exciting, yeah. though, in some yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, come on. I yeah. need to be here, boys. <laughs> I don't
3: like that kind of excitement. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. scary.
0: It's tickle-the-balls excitement.
3: Yeah, <laughs> well said. That we game going back to, I think, 2016-17, when we still had Marcuse. I mean, that game we had against Swansea away, I mean, that was probably one of the most intense, most anxious games I've ever watched. And then mm-hmm. just seeing the Gabbiadini goal, it was like late. It was amazing.
0: You gotta tweet that one at us. We'll uh, tweet it out, and then I can watch it.
3: Yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> All right. So I, when I was researching this episode a little bit, I like for like one minute, I saw that there's only been seven seasons since the beginning of the Premier League that Southampton has not participated as a Premier League squad. So that's legit as fuck. But but my question is, you've you traveled there and you saw a game there. Can you tell us about that experience a little bit?
3: Um, so in January this year uh, my girlfriend and I traveled over to uh, UK to watch uh, Southampton-Everton at St. Mary's Stadium and it was uh, just very very surreal to be able to get over there and finally see this team that I had been following since probably 2013 um, just to see the stadium and the players Uh, I mean you watch a lot of these guys on TV and play with them in FIFA but to actually see them on the pitch is, was, was amazing, and um, to go along with that, the uh, club, Southampton, actually found out that my girlfriend and I were traveling from the U.S. to come watch the game, and they reached out and uh, told us they wanted to give us an upgrade for the game. So we actually got to go into a hospitality suite before the match kicked off, and then we got uh, midfield seats for it, and it was just it was incredible.
0: That's amazing. I love that
3: they treated you so well.
0: Okay. Yeah.
3: yeah, They're very... You wouldn't get that from a big club. Yeah, either. that's the thing. And, you know, that's what kind of the feedback that I got as well, like immediately after was because they are, you know, not one of the mega clubs that they have that more. Um, they're more in touch with, uh, you know, their global fan base. Uh, the whole thing that started me getting upgraded was that there was a fan who had connected in with the club just to let them know that i was coming and then the club on their own side reached out to me
0: yeah i mean that's so smart for them too especially to build a fan base in the u.s from a financial perspective and just from like a let's grow our freaking fan base there's a bunch of people that want to watch it over there
3: yeah absolutely good on them that's That's a good good club to to
0: pick
1: for sure i'm 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 happy I so, did. So, uh, mine's a two-part question. A, hey, what uh,
3: what jersey do you have on right now? So, this jersey is actually 2016-17. That was the year we were playing under Claude Poole. Um We played in the Europa League that year. Um, that was also not this jersey, but it was the same year that we played in the uh, EFL Cup final.
1: So, is it is it uh, like a general one, or is it a certain player that you have? Um, I actually don't have a player on this one okay no all, all right, right I do uh,
2: so
1: <laughs> yeah so I'll say is it hard to try to pick a player because I mean as, as much as you guys have been successful you know this decade um it, you have had to watch some of like your best players move on you know to big like you know some of the bigger clubs is it hard to try to pick like a player or fall in love with somebody and worry about them you know moving on after a good season
3: yeah for sure that's a great question and um yeah, I, I actually only recently got a name on a shirt this just this past season, um, and that's just because uh, I got a Danny Yings one because he had recently signed from uh, Liverpool. Um, and I knew that because he was on the loan deal last year, he would be with the team a little bit more, and he's a local guy, so um, coming back to Saints would be you know more of a professional but also a sentimental move for him. So I know we probably have him for you know a couple more seasons. Did get a Prowsey one as well after that Tottenham game? I just I, I had to. <laughs> that was yeah. What, he scored two against us, right? Is that right? He, he, um, I want to say <laughs> it was Valerie who equalized, and then more Prowse with the with the winning goal. Mm. Um, but yeah, going back to your question, it, it definitely it goes along with being a Saints fan that if you do have a player who's very successful and has a lot of great performances on the uh, on the field you kind of get that fear that maybe he could get, you know, lured away by a bigger name. And that's obviously what we've seen happen with a lot of our, you know, better players over the years.
0: But I feel like you could still be proud of a player that did
3: well and sold for a nice amount,
0: enough to to get get a jersey, (laughs) you
3: know? Yeah, it depends. Um, (laughs) Like, obviously, someone like Luke Shaw I still hold in very high regard because that's someone who's come up through the academy played very well when he did get his senior time and then obviously left you know at an appropriate time uh it was you know over a summer transfer window so um someone like him you can definitely look on and be proud of because he's performing obviously with united um but then there are others too that you kind of <laughs> just look at with a little one. little disgust <laughs> <laughs> um and uh you know it, i mean it is what it is yeah um, you gotta move you
2: gotta you gotta move (laughs) out for sure so i had a quick one how about rivals when we talk about southampton and and you know for spurs it's pretty easy hating the the gunners um but there's a couple other clubs that i despise who are the traditional rivals when it comes to southampton and then maybe personally squads that uh that you really like to to stick it to or like to beat it's a fun question um (laughs) so
3: traditionally traditionally our southampton's rivals is portsmouth and that that's a regional rivalry that goes back years and years and i mean it's it's a rivalry rivalry that's fierce to the point where you can't even say the other city's name in the respective city um but the funny part of that is is Portsmouth has been playing in League One for like the last <laughs> few <laughs> few seasons, so they've not down been down by Sunderland. Yeah, they're very low, and they actually got um, knocked out of the EFL League One playoff by Sunderland, so they've got to stay another yeah. season down there. Huh. So uh, uh. it's just been like they That's want far down, very <laughs> far. They want to talk about a rivalry, and you know they've. I've personally not seen a South Coast Derby, a proper South Coast Derby, since I've started supporting Saints, if that says anything. Oh,
2: interesting. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah. Wow. Um, you know, I have a
0: British neighbor that's a Portsmouth fan. Oh, uh, he probably Just wouldn't want to talk to me. He. <laughs> um, All right. I guess it's my question. Which player do you dislike on the, on the South, Southampton roster?
3: So it's hard to dislike a player because, obviously, if they wear the badge – I mean, that means something, so I don't like to hate on players, dislike players, um, (laughs) but But, but, you know. (laughs) But, you know, if they have a lot of poor performances or antics, you know, it it might be better if they move on. Um, right now, I'd say the primary instigator's gotta be Mario Lamina. So he's actually not involved in our preseason right now, and he's said publicly that he'd prefer a move to a larger club and that his time at Southampton was literally just for him to get game time. Mm. So I maybe he he spent a lot of last season injured, and I think he has only close to something to 50 appearances over – yeah. So yeah, where are you trying to go, buddy? Uh, he, <laughs> apparently, United. Maybe Arsenal. <laughs> I don't know if they want him. Everybody's
1: linked to United.
3: Yeah. <laughs> if we
1: bought everybody that we were linked to, we'd have 146 players on our team. You'd probably be pretty good.
0: Uh, Even Ali yeah, could yeah. guide that sack of
3: shit squad. <laughs> <laughs> but and you will see. It, oh, th- there's gosh. not been any talk recently. Um, both him and Charlie Austin are both kind of on the. On the outs right now, they, they've not traveled to any of the preseason camps. I mean, they played a game against Fayanor this morning. Oh, yeah, um, Eric DeVisie. Yeah, so
2: so I want to go back to my uh, – we, we jammed you up there, but you, you said Portsmouth, okay, traditional rival. But what about you? Contemporary rivals, if you will, right? So so for me, as a Michigan fan, my true rival is Michigan State because we suck and we can't compete with Ohio State, kind of like Portsmouth can't compete with South. <laughs> sure. How Fair. about a, temp- a contemporary rival? All right, so if you want to talk about contemporary rivals – and if you want to look
3: at the team who's stolen maybe 6 or 7 players of mine over the years, team that I want to <laughs> beat more than anybody uh, yeah. every year is got to be Liverpool. I I I <laughs> I, I, want, I, I, I want I, to beat know, every I want to build up in <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, every time I mean, it's crazy. I'm, if if you really look at how many players that they've taken from Saints since 2014, it's it's at least 6 or 7
2: who? Liverpool. Oh, wow. Let's see, if oh, I, yeah. you, let's see if I can go back. So most van recently, Duyne.
3: Virgil Van Dyke. Um, That's a big one. Sadio Mane. It's huge. Oh, Mane. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Adam Lallana. Uh, uh, uh. Nathaniel Klein. He's with Bournemouth now. But uh, Wait, did, right back fast. Take, they did take him. Yeah. Uh, Dejan Lovren. He was with the Saints' first season, 2014. The
2: best defender in the world. The best defender in the world. <laughs> world. <laughs> um to him.
3: They did, believe it or not, sign Ricky Lambert after 2014. So they took him as well. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was Brendan Rodgers signing, right? It was, yeah. And Who is now uh, Lester's new boss. He is. Yep. And then I believe we had Stephen Calker on loan Something, but Liverpool had ended up giving a better offer to QPR, so they so they let him go to Liverpool. I'm okay. not too sure. I could be fact. I'd be happy to be fact corrected on that. But yeah, I think that would put us at six or
0: something. we don't fact correct. Uh,
3: sorry. <laughs> I've been I've been asking for it for a
2: while, and nobody's called me out on my shit yet. So Jimmy's gonna be a fan here. He's uh he's obviously United. He does not like Liverpool, so he's on board with that. I yeah, think. absolutely. Yeah, what Is, team? What a players have gotten to Spurs?
3: So looking at Spurs, you've all have gotten um, Toby Alderweireld, and that was a little that was a little dodgy because Atletico Madrid had agreed to sell two Saints huh. after 2015 or 2014-15, and then it was like they pulled out of the deal and ended up selling him to Tottenham on like a back end. Um, yeah, because we he spent the season on loan with us, um, but I mean it is what it is. Uh yeah, yeah. Pretty sure he moved on to Van Dyke after that, so we had him the following mm-hmm.
2: year. Yeah, and gonna, you got paid uh, for,
3: Van for Van Dyke, Van Dyke man. man. We did.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, we um, paid. Well they've gotten they've gotten paid for everybody though. Like yeah. I mean you guys have gotta be like, you know, so far in the black with like players that you've brought in or bought or brought into the youth system and sold, like operationally it's good for the club.
3: Oh for sure. And I know that they're a club who definitely likes to um based their finances and operations. I think you guys put up a, uh, a graphic recently or you retweeted a graphic recently and it shows that exactly. Like you, you can see a lot mm-hmm. bulk of Southampton's finances comes from operations. Um, so not just like spending and hoping it turns a profit. So that was um, a great graphic. It was, yeah, I, I a a great like graphic. that one. I really do. Um, that was a good one. Um, yeah. but yeah, going back to the Spurs, uh, it's roster, um, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, Alder Veld, uh, Wanyama. Wanyama, boy, yep. And yep. Um, Spaghetti Boy. Paulo Gazzaniga. Spaghetti. The goalkeeper. Paulo Gazzaniga. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Argentinian yeah. goalkeeper, yeah. I'm he's back back two now. goalkeeper, yeah. Hey, he's good. He's good. He's good. I think well, I think that might be it. it. And then, of course, Mauricio Pochettino.
0: Yes, which
1: might the be most the most important. important. One. Well, maybe maybe not. Uh, it might not be contemporary, but you know, obviously the big the big one. Uh, Peter we Crouch. at the show are a huge uh, no. The, we we the fan uh, the show are huge fans of. Uh, we affectionately call him the galloping Horse, but uh, Gareth Bale obviously came through uh, the Saints youth system before moving on
2: to Tottenham as well. So um. I'm so glad he's not playing in China. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, but it's, is he going to have to stay at Madrid and just yeah. get the shit beat out of him all year? Yes. <laughs> no get one talks to him. Year. And I'm sure, yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm sure you, you know, you guys as you know Spurs fans can really look at the situation with Gareth Bale at Madrid and just kind of look at it with contempt. And like look at Zidane. And like what are you doing? I mean, that's yeah. that's a that's a quality player right there. He's a sleazeball. Yeah. Uh,
0: I hate Real, actually. All of a sudden, it's developed in the last year. I hate them.
2: Yeah, I, I despise them, but at the same time, Jimmy and I were talking about the fact that, you know, he he, he was worth that contract at the time, and now he's not. And so it's this, this stuck situation. I, I don't he's know the way out of it. He's a great
0: player, even
2: statistically no at no Real.
0: Doubt. No doubt.
1: Yeah, but the, wa- the wage demands are, are so high. I mean, it, we, we yeah. sit all the time in American sports. I mean, I'm... As a Tigers fan, like um, no. Miguel Cabrera, um, as a baseball player, he's like he was fantastic and earned the contract that he got. But I mean, obviously, he doesn't earn it now. Like he's not earning it now. It's just one of those things. Like Maybe at he's the time, no you're good. that good, and you have. I mean, no. he's still hitting 300, but he can't hit home runs anymore. He has no legs. Right. But We don't have to talk baseball. No one yeah. here wants to listen to that. But you, no, you but get the idea. Right? Especially like, me. there's Yeah, you get the idea though. I mean, there's there's players that are worth the contracts that they get when they sign them, and then. Um, you know, he's he's thirty years old. He's had injuries the last couple of years. Um, it's just hard to you know move him on anywhere. Um, I, would take, like, just I would take him.
0: I would take him. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. And I've seen it, actually you you were campaigning on Twitter for that. Yeah, <laughs> I see
3: you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's something between like a serious um, yeah, wanting yeah. to have him back and you know satire because um, clearly <laughs> I believe it's like weekly contract. Probably outnumbers like all of our entire (laughs) roster. So I'm like, it's a silly
2: season. You might as well go in. He can buy
3: buy Southampton probably. (laughs) So (laughs) with what they would pay him in China, or
1: (laughs) we will sign you. And your and your weekly wages will give you the club. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can do what you want. You you get ownership. You know, people would
2: be
0: like, okay.
1: Well, that's I, what, him, I mean that's what MLS did with David Beckham. I mean, it's not like that unheard of. Is the Chinese him...
0: league any good? Like, I feel like tons of good players go there and then they just disappear. You never hear it yeah,
3: about it. It's them. like a black hole. I don't really yeah, follow it. So the ch-
1: they, they just throw money at it. Iniesta, at
3: My Beautiful, attempt- No, Iniesta,
1: Iniesta, Iniesta went to Japan. Did he? Our, yeah, yeah, he, did. he did, yeah. Vis- oh, shit. Vissel Kobe. Uh, so did David Villa. Fernando Torres just retired from there. NYFC, um, yeah. David Villa. Uh, yeah. yeah, Thomas Vermaelen um, just left Barcelona to go to Vissel Kobe in Japan. So, huh. um. there's another treasure
2: trove of knowledge from the <laughs> devil. <laughs> <laughs> <Other laughs> just see, told you, the, the guy <laughs> uh, that, this
0: guy knows everything. Me and him just dick around, like I said on the Japan. the lost recording, which was the best recording in the world <laughs> <I think. laughs> until this one.
2: Until this one so let's see what else i mean uh how about how about kits they come out with uh, they released the kits yet for southampton and do you like them sadly uh yes they did release the kit um we looked at them before we were recording they're ugly
3: they're a little really a little fugly yeah, they got yeah. like
0: black up there yeah
3: so <laughs> <laughs> it's fine yeah so i mean they're they're unique let's put it that way um <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing for me is the sponsor on it. I mean, we've had Virgin Media the last three seasons, and I think the Virgin sponsors blend really well with the kits that we've put out. And they're sure we just kind of have a really ornate Chinese logo. And tell, tell them about, about the, the company. company. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what can I tell you about the company? Um, <laughs> Nothing. Allegedly, allegedly, they are a Believe new Chinese sports entertainment platform, so it's LD Sports. They're not a real company yet, but they plan to be. That's a baller first move,
1: though. That's a
2: baller first move. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: who cares? Who cares what's on the shirt if they're paying you guys? M- I mean, like that's the thing, right? No doubt, I, get, yeah. I, I, I say that knowing full well that I like I haven't bought a jersey since uh, we have the giant stupid Chevrolet Gee, yeah. logo on the front. Ugh, yeah, ugh. that's just it's just hideous. Um sure. Well, yeah, you, just, you know, take take, take the, the money, money and, and and run so to speak. They're running
0: like a fucking Chevy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Oh, so oh it's my. it's supposed to be our most lucrative deal ever for a kit sponsor, yeah. if that means anything. However That's good. I will say the launch video that they did for it was brilliant. Probably one of the best hmm. I've seen.
2: They you did tweeted a sp- at
3: us. I will. They did a spoof <laughs> of fire festival. And they, oh, like, yes it was i mean that's the thing but with their with their media team their media team like always goes the extra mile like with kit launches it's crazy like some of the stuff they've had in the past is really really funny
2: very very clever that's fun and and you know what so, it's a huge source of revenue um for squads i mean i know spurs just signed a new one and I think you have a, a little bit more of a tolerance compared to American sports, right, with with the sponsorship. See how reluctant clubs in the U.S. have been to, to adopt any kind of sponsors on their, on their jerseys. Um, so you kind of got to roll with it, right? Oh, for sure. And, I mean, that's something that I kind of just,
3: you know, assumed was common in soccer. I mean, obviously that wasn't always the case. Um, I think there's been a campaign recently to go back to, like, non- non-kits spo- or not kits with non-sponsors with the whole uh, i don't know if you guys saw the huddersfield patty power yeah they're very yeah. ugly
0: <laughs> there's like a sachet with the with yeah. the sponsor's name across the sachet it's it's ridiculous looking
3: but they if you look at their uh, if you look at their jerseys the ones that they are actually going to be wearing they're not wearing a sponsor i i i think like, oh yeah so huh. like that was all a publicity stunt with patty power so Paddy Power is still going to be their main sponsor, but they're doing it huh. in a way to kind of go back to something more nostalgic. Interesting, well,
0: smart.
1: What's what's your guys? What's your guys' secondary? Do you guys have a secondary like a like a sleeve sponsor? Um, uh, like I know some clubs have it. Like Arsenal had like visit Rwanda. Um, Every had Angry I Birds with, or something. Angry Birds, yeah, that's my favorite Angry one. Yeah. United, yeah. United has uh, Kohler, um, which is. Again, just awesome. Um, <laughs> you guys have awesome sponsors, Jim. Just the worst, man. That's why <laughs> I, I Chevy and I struggle I struggle so hard <laughs> to to pick a uniform that I like. Anyway, so do you guys have do you guys have a sleeve sponsor or no?
3: Yes. So it's actually it's gonna stay Virgin <laughs> Media. So they're gonna stay on as a sleeve okay. sponsor, and for the last two seasons, they've been on as the primary and the sleeve.
0: They're just flying <laughs> over to the sleeve, huh?
3: <laughs> yeah, they, it's funny. They actually had Richard Branson come out to the stadium. I think a couple months ago, and he took some pictures. I'm very
0: intrigued by yeah. him.
3: <laughs> yes, very interesting guy. Branson landed his freaking rocket, rocket ship pack? on the pitch yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with his blonde flowing gray hair. He's just like,
0: yeah. uh, Welcome to Virgin. <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> most interestingly, though. The Southampton women are keeping Virgin Media as the main sponsor, so they're not going to have LD Sports as the main hmm. kit sponsor. They're going to have uh, Virgin Media. Sounds sexist Ooh. to me, Chase.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's oh, their moves, not brother. mine. <laughs> so, so
1: um, before I had my technical difficulties, ear quotes, um, I, I did want to ask, so, like, obviously you said, you know, like, getting back, you know, to that top ten would be, ideal um but as like a fan is there something like that going into the season outside of just you know finishing in the top 10 which would be awesome do you guys like hope to make like a push for, like a league cup or an fa cup run or, like what it like as a as like a, a um i don't want to sound insulting but like as a as a smaller team um like what is like what is your what is your goal like what like what it, what makes it a success for you outside of just being in the premier league
3: yeah absolutely and i I don't take any offense to being considered a smaller club because i know that compared to a lot of teams in the premier league southampton are more of a locally based club um and i mean that's something that i like about them in in and itself um so it's cool to see them play against bigger teams but yeah definitely um league cup fa cup are obviously great goals because who can hear
0: you vaping, Brad?
3: <laughs> yeah, no, no, sorry, va- no, I'm no vaping a lot <laughs> while I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. um, um, he turned his video off. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Apologies for bread. Yeah. Because um, if you look at something like the Premier League, obviously nowadays that's becoming very much harder to attain for teams that aren't top six sides because those squads have depth obviously and that's what's going to carry a team over the duration of the season it's very unique because there's no playoffs it's just the the amount of teams who have the best amount of points and the teams with the best depth are obviously going to be the teams who have the best chance at winning that so then of course you know these knockout tournaments are an excellent way to get silverware for a club like saints. And I mean, I look back at 2016, well, it's, it's, it's harder too, right. Cause
1: I mean, there's, I mean, no, I, I didn't mean to interject. I would say it's, it's harder for now. Right. Cause I mean, uh, even like, you know, when you guys did, you know, finish in top seven, there's so many, you know, second, uh, second level clubs. Like you guys that you know, are, are really starting to invest or have like good generations. And it's, um, you know, you like your Leicesters and, and, uh, uh, Wolves this year, and so some of those smaller clubs are really starting to push. So it's, it makes it harder and harder to keep up with uh, with even some of the outside of the top six clubs.
3: Yeah, I definitely think there is a, a healthy amount of competition in those clubs. You know, outside of top six. Obviously, like you said, Wolves now are I think are one of the probably the best sides outside of the top six. Um, and we'll like, see if they can keep it up this year. Oh, definitely, um, their team to look, look out for. Um, but I would say like them, West Ham, obviously, I mean, they've had a lot of heavy investment the last couple of years. Um, Crystal Palace, another one, I would say. Um, Saints, I'd like to be up in that conversation, you know, again this year. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely a lot of vying for, um, you know, top spots with those teams, you know, that kind of goes beyond just a, you know, top six conversation so that was a it was a good point there
1: so but No, I think it's cool like I, I love watching small clubs. We talk about all the time, Mike right like when like yeah. what what games are we gonna watch outside of you know our own clubs like we always talk about like you know like we love watching like Newcastle has been one that we've really enjoyed um you know, the Southampton games the second half of the year have been, it's been, been fun, fun. you know we', we like watching. watching a lot of I mean, love the the passion you passion, write the, the um I love watching of the fans, battle. yeah. 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 I, like, I,
0: I hope uh, we're, yeah, I mean,
3: uh, we're not involved. Uh, but
0: uh, but you guys got on my radar, too, once you beat Tottenham. And, like, I don't know if we yeah. touched on this in the last episode, but I'm new to, like, in a soccer fandom, so I'm new to my opinions of Southampton.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I yeah. hope everything you've seen has been positive apart from the Tottenham defeat. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, even that, I was like, you have to respect what it was. It's a good win. I, I have to say that that result was probably my fa- most favorite of the whole season. Mm. Uh I mean, the games where you're able to beat a team like Tottenham, I mean, those are just the the games that you live for, you know, as a Saints fan. So, or at least me as a Saints fan, I I, I like to bracket myself differently than people who obviously support the team in their locale, you know. Sure, Um, for sure. Yeah, but, like, for me, choosing an underdog club to follow, those are the types of games I really cherish.
0: Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit more about what the stadium was like, too?
3: Yeah, definitely. atmosphere, yeah. So, um, you know, it's not as large as, you know, a lot of the mega stadiums in the UK. So, like, Old Trafford, obviously, and now the new Spurs Stadium. You know, you're not going to get that mega atmosphere. I mean, they're still a UEFA (laughs) four-star rated venue, if that means anything. (laughs) Um, But you're going to get a very classic uh, English football atmosphere there. Um, No matter where you're at in the stadium, you're going to hear the songs uh, you know, being sung out by the fans. Um, it's one of those things where the, the stands are built in a way that the the higher you're up, the better vantage you're going to get. So even though where where I was sat, I wasn't right on the pitch. I was a little higher up. I mean, I had a great view of everything going on. Um, very, very intimate.
0: I love hearing about good trips. Are you, um, are you going back next year?
3: Yeah, thinking about it um, for sure uh, looking at some different uh, games that could work um, obviously I have to correlate that with you know airfare and things <laughs> sure and a girlfriend yes absolutely <laughs> yeah she, she really enjoyed seeing the game <laughs> if you go uh, if you end up going back
1: um, obviously you probably want to see Southampton but um, do you want to go to St. Mary's again? Is there, like, uh, a game you want to go see Southampton play, like, away, you know, um, whether that's you know, a- anywhere, really? Is there a- another stadium you'd love to go see a game in?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I've heard that, you know, away games are, you know, big deals, especially um, within the Southampton fandom. You know, they really pride themselves on being a good away crowd of support. But I think a dream uh, matchup would be seeing Southampton and Liverpool at Anfield, and seeing them seeing them win. You know, <laughs> I've actually uh, I, I, I did yeah. get to visit Old Trafford uh, once before for a match, so I, I've seen a game there. But, but that would be another uh, good oh. venue to, to see a game at. Who'd you see Je- that time? Jealous. Uh, yeah. So it was uh, United and Stoke City. Uh-huh. The was Mark Hughes the coach for Stoke, Stoke City, City then. <laughs> he actually was... Sh- Mark Hughes was sacked the week before. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> the Potters.
0: We're gotta, right gotta they got to be championship, think, right? Yeah, championship. I, yeah, I think they're back in the yeah, championship, We They were
2: yeah. in the Premier League up until maybe two years ago. I want to say. All
0: right, so we talked about um, USL a little bit, and you worked for the USL squad in Tampa, Yes.
3: I did. Yes, I, I was an intern for USL. <laughs> Can you
0: tell us about that experience a little bit? So, and then tell us about the whole team, like what the team name is and all that.
3: Okay. Um, well, I was uh, working for USL's league office in Tampa. Um, yeah, we do have a USL Championship side in Tampa, the Rowdies. Uh, they actually play in Saint Petersburg. So, if you're ever in, you know the Saint Petersburg Tampa area. It's a unique experience. They played at an old baseball stadium. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the league office for USL is in Tampa, and I did my internship with the club services department there. And you
0: were there during the we're rebranding, right, in the last uh, couple years. Was it last year that they
3: rebranded? It was. It was in the fall they rebranded. So um, previously it was just USL and a lot of, like, semi-professional leagues. But now they've branded under USL. Championship, USL League One and USL League Two, um, and yeah, it was very cool to be there for that because obviously it's a very ambitious organization, and their goal is for growing soccer in this country. And um, it was it was just great to be on the ground floor for that, even if it was temporarily.
1: Was a uh, um, was is Joe was Joe Cole uh, played there for a little while, right? He's got to be retired no. now. Yeah, that was, that was the first time I heard of the Rowdies. Honestly, was when he signed for them. That was kind of kind of wild.
3: Yeah, interestingly, I actually saw Joe Cole's last professional game with the Rowdies, as he, he is retired now. Um, but they 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 had played a game in um, Lehigh Valley against Bethlehem Steel, and um, my girlfriend's family is uh, from around that area, so we were there and we went and checked out the uh, the game, and it was it happened to be his last professional match. Huh. Wow, that's, that's awesome. That's wild. And is there a
0: supporter community around uh, Tampa Bay, the
3: Rowdies? There is. Um, I mean, I'm not affiliated with it, um, but I, I do know a couple people uh, who, who are involved. Uh, it's the Ralph's Mob, but they're very, very passionate um, about the Rowdies.
1: Um, we're, so are you, are you from the area originally? You've been there for a while, or...?
3: Yeah, so uh, grew up about an hour north of Tampa. Um, did my undergraduate at University of South Florida, which is in Tampa, and yeah, I did yep. m- did my internship with USL and um, did actually work last season in a match day role for the Rowdies. So, like I was in their box office and helping distribute. So tickets. were you and there stuff. though during,
1: during the the
3: mutiny year, years? Did you ever go to
1: an MLS game when Tampa, Tampa Bay was still MLS? MLS?
3: They were MLS. They were yeah. temporarily. Uh, sadly, no. Um, yeah, but I've I I I've seen a couple of mutiny kits around. Huh? Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. a throwback, they had uh, they, had, they had Carlos Valderrama right from Colombia, like in his later years. Yeah, I believe they did actually.
3: Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Crazy hair. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> All right, so we usually end our podcast with rants, and uh, as the guest, you'd be first up to rant. You can take a second and, and think about. Anything soccer related at all that you just feel like you deserve a minute it, to just it, rant. It doesn't have it to be
1: negative. Even if you just want to shine shine light on yes, something that yes. you know, yeah,
3: it's your stage. <laughs> you know, I, I, I I'd like you know for people to start actually going to NWSL games. I think there was a lot of uh, momentum with the Women's World Cup. A lot of conversation with it, but I think if the women's soccer game is really going to take off and grow and be a permanent, you know, staple and, you know, in all, in all aspects, I think people need to start attending NWSL games.
0: Sure. I mean, I want to I want to see if people put their money where their math is. Exactly. And, and yeah. Follow. And there's actually one close by to me. There's one 20 minutes away. Washington Spirit plays out in the suburbs here
3: in Maryland. And you got uh, I think Mallory Pugh. Yeah. 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 We'll see. So we've or got I mean Orlando a, pride we've got ball. Alex uh, Morgan.
0: I think that the media so far has followed up on their promises, and you see a lot of WSL Well, I've seen I've seen, no, I've seen
1: you saw a lot of corporate like that's where like that's where this got started right? when corporations start putting you know money into advertising for those leagues that also provides some legitimacy, um, to some of those leagues too. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I would love to see that continue as well. Um, you know, our, our women's team has been so successful for so long. Um, you know, let's continue to grow the game in a positive
3: way that way. And I think we, the United States with it, there being such a you know, a skillful national team we really have to be the leaders in that regard. Um, and set the example for other countries who are looking to also develop the women's game. Well said. Absolutely. Great rant.
0: See, you you just came up that that like
3: yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking of something I think that, <laughs> bo- that that either bothers me or that I've had an opinion about recently, and I think it's that it. Yeah. It's it's definitely been a conversation reg- surrounding the women's game. Nice. Well. Uh,
0: we will have you on before I said this to you in the last episode before the ma- and both Man U games and both Spurs games come and talk with us if at the matchup
3: absolutely but, I'd love uh, to thank, thank
0: you so, you so much, much for being, for being, being on Rooster and the Devil it was, yes, it was thank
3: great you. to have you
1: thank you Michael yeah. I, I, thank I, you very
3: I, much it was I nice did. to meet you I enjoyed it same as well Jimmy much yeah. appreciated <laughs> yes. yeah.
0: I got a sorted on the South Coast Liverpool hey, Stop stealing players from the Saints Leave them alone Dang it. Twice. Fucked it up. That's a Pine Grove cover song's called skylight it's so good